95 on the peak. It is Talk of the Town with John and Mel. He is our resident economist. Joining us on the line is Andrew Pyle from the Pyle Group, Scotia Wealth Management. Andrew, we've talked about this well before the election even uh, took place. When I asked you, you know, where do you think the stock market's going to be more comfortable with? If Was it a Biden win or a Trump win? And you said it really, it wouldn't matter so much as long as it's a smooth and easy transition. Um, judging by what I'm seeing in the news, we're not getting that. No, I think as of, you know, last Wednesday, you could say that this is not a smooth transition. <laughs> Although, you know, it's, it's interesting, prior to Wednesday you know, there was this there was this belief that you know the transition was going to become smooth. Uh, the Georgia state runoff uh, was done. It was obviously a positive uh, result for the Democrats, um, and that really just was a, a jolt. Uh, and then we come out of Wednesday, and ironically enough, John, you know, markets still came back to that view that okay, fine, this was like horrendous, uh, a horrendous moment in American history, yet the the aftermath in terms of you know politicians coming closer together was again seen as a positive so right now i think the way i would look at it is you have a market that is very nervous after last wednesday markets this morning are 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 slipping a little bit um just in anticipation of what is going to happen between now and the 20th inauguration day in the states uh, so basically, it is a holding pattern in the markets now to see if if once you know the twentieth happens, could everything go back to normal? Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of stuff comes back into play with the twentieth, and and first and foremost, John and Mel is just the fact that the the economy right now. We saw this with the employment data on Friday, uh, both in Canada and the states, but but when we look at the the states right now. Um, we are in a period now where the, the virus is having a negative impact on the economy, and therefore analysts are arguing even more ardently that some type of fiscal support or, or substantial fiscal support is required. Well, that support is going to come, obviously, now uh, that you have the inauguration on the 20th, and you also have uh, Democratic control of Congress. The problem is, this morning, what are we talking about in terms of what Congress is going to be doing is looking at yet, you know, impeachment part two uh, of Donald Trump, and that could become a distraction away from those fiscal measures which are are so needed in the economy. So I'll wait and see what happens down there. A lot of people are talking these days about the rising interest in uh, Bitcoin. Well, I have to ask, because when it comes to Bitcoin, I mean, Bitcoin has definitely been a popular topic throughout the years, kind of trying to figure out what's going on. What is it? Is it something viable that we should be investing in? And it seems now, and and I have um, some great friends who have invested in in Bitcoin um, themselves that are now uh, now definitely laughing uh, at their their fortune. But as an advisor of someone who's working in real dollars, and then you have something that, such as as Bitcoin that comes on to the the uh, to the forefront. How is that? How are you advising people on that? Because it's being talked about more and more than before, and it's doing quite well. Yeah, it's doing quite well. I mean, at the end of the day, we still want to step back and and put a label on on this, I guess, phenomenon or this or this product or security. And the label that we would attach to it clearly is speculative. This is a <clears throat> speculative commodity or or currency. Um, that, you know, again, we were talking about this before we came on air four years ago today was trading 
you know, closer to $1,000. We've seen this get up close to $40,000. So a couple of things to keep in mind. I mean, yes, you know, if if you bought Bitcoin uh, at the beginning of 2020 when it was closer to 5,000, you have made a lot of money. But, you know, the same thing applied to Nortel, uh, Valiant Pharmaceuticals. You know, if you just bought Nortel at that price and sold it at that really high price that Nortel got to, you would have been rich. Had you held on to it for the duration, you wouldn't have been so rich. And the thing I think people or listeners need to take into account with with Bitcoin is that this is a kind of like land, I guess if you want to call it. They're they're not making any more Bitcoin. So one of the reasons why Bitcoin is up so much is because it's, it's basically a scarce quantity and everyone wants it. So the price has just gone ridiculous up to 40000 This morning it's sitting at 33000 That's a drop, believe it or not, of $6,600 from the last close, 16%. So when I say speculative, be ready to own something that could drop 16% in a day. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing that is probably more, I think, relevant to listeners this morning looking at Bitcoin perhaps is with the Democrat suite in Washington, chances are in the next four years, we're going to see tighter, not looser regulation on a number of things. And that could apply to Bitcoin. And so you may see people exiting Bitcoin simply because regulations around this currency or this thing uh, could become tighter. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely um, one of those conversations. I don't know even as far as uh, how easy it is to take it out or if you need to leave it in. So there's those kind of questions that, that uh, people, if they are interested or, or even thinking about it, you really need to get the whole picture. Yeah, it's it's something, it's, it's, it's even beyond, say, the Nortel analogy that I gave Mel because Nortel, at least, was a company. I mean, it was the biggest maker of telephone equipment in North America. Right, so they were making products and having sales, and it was measurable. Exactly right. You knew who Nor. I mean, when you picked up your phone, that you know it was made in Nortel. So, right. you know, and even that thing broke apart in people's hands, where they lost, you know, in some cases millions of dollars that they could have had. Right. Uh, this is something that people don't understand. I don't touch Bitcoin every day when I go to Tim Hortons to buy a coffee. Mm-hmm. And again, it's this finite thing, and it's been driven up by speculation because everyone just has to have it until. Something may happen down the road where no one needs to have it, or maybe you can't have it. So, I don't want to say this morning that you know I think Bitcoin's going to go down and crash. I mean, I think this is something you have to just look at very, very carefully when entering into it as an investment decision. Uh, and as we've always talked on the show before, when you're making those kinds of decisions with a speculative thing, you're not betting the farm. You know, this might be a sliver of the farm, but, you know, please don't take the entire RSP and go out there and buy Bitcoin because that's usually not a good thing uh, down the road. Yep, not all your eggs all in one basket, that's for sure. Exactly, no. Andrew, you've got all kinds of great information on your website, your newsletters, and your webinar. How do people keep in touch with you? Well, they can uh, stay in touch with us, John, through our website at pilegroup.ca. They can uh, reach out to us by email or by phone. Uh, We've also got our links to our research Our Friday newsletters are up there, and as you know, every other Wednesday we do a conference call, so we will be having a conference call, not this week, uh, but next Wednesday at 7 p.m., and we might just talk about Bitcoin on there, Mel. (laughs) Andrew Pyle from uh, Scotia Wealth Management, the Pyle Group, thank you so much for joining us on Talk of the Town. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.